Good morning. This is Tommy Ray, and we are in episode 60 of Water Rights, Laws, Guns, and Money. Today is December 7, 2022. A listener alerted me to an article that amplifies what I've been questioning. Why are we raising low-value crops in semi-arid or desert landscapes? It makes no sense. The article was produced by High Country News via a newsletter called Landline. Landline reports on land, water, wildlife, climate, and conservation in the western United States. Jonathan Thompson wrote a very insightful article on why growing less hay is the only way to keep the Colorado River's water system from collapsing. The newsletter was published September 1, 2022. He said the West has an alfalfa problem. I couldn't agree more. He also said it's time for hay farmers to come to the water conservation table. As we have discussed before, the Bureau of Reclamation told the Colorado River Basin states that they need to reduce water consumption by 2 to 4 million acre-feet, or as much as 30% of the seven states' total use, to save the system from collapsing. It's an enormous ask. Jonathan Thompson researched his work well. He questions whether such huge cuts are even possible without shutting off every irrigation canal into California. And how could the states possibly manage such a huge reduction while also fulfilling their legal obligation to deliver an equally large amount of additional water to the 30 tribes in the Colorado River Basin? Jonathan pointed out that there are historic inequities in the Colorado River's water allocation system that has long sidelined indigenous people who hold senior water rights in the basin. Individual states are additionally indebted to tribes in the basin for their entitled and historic water rights. Jonathan began thinking of how best to save water. He came up with the following list. Tear up the turf lawns. Shut down water-guzzling coal power plants. Drain private swimming pools and ban new ones. Shut off those Las Vegas fountains. Halt new housing growth. Make water recycling the norm. Plug the leaks in water distribution systems. Ban water-guzzling data centers in arid areas. Structure water rates in a way that discourages waste. And put water flow restrictors on L.A. area's celebrities' homes to keep them from wasting water. Surely that would do it, especially the last item given that Kim Kardashian was just busted for using 232,000 gallons more than she was supposed to and doing so in just one month. Sylvester Stallone was equally guilty. 
But when Jonathan tallied up the savings, all of this added up to, he still came up short, way short. He did a back-of-envelope calculation on golf courses water use. The average annual water used to irrigate a golf course in the southwest, according to the U.S. Golf Association, is 459 acre-feet. In Arizona alone, there are 300 golf courses, according to Golf Arizona. Shutting down golf courses in Arizona would save 138,000 acre-feet. Jonathan reported that daily consumptive water use of power plants in the Colorado River Basin states amounts to about 162,000 acre-feet per year. Remember, the Bureau of Reclamation is asking for a cut of 2 to 4 million acre-feet. That's a huge number. To get to the Bureau's upper goal, you'd need to drain 2.2 million monster-sized Olympic pools. Hell, you could shut off every water tap in Las Vegas, and you'd still come up 2 million swimming pools worth short, or about 1 trillion gallons. In fact, you could halt all municipal water consumption in the Colorado River Basin, dry out Phoenix and Tucson lawns, deprive Los Angeles and Denver of showers and toilet flushing, and it still wouldn't be quite enough. There's not 2 million acre-feet of municipal use within the lower basin, Nevada, California, and Arizona, and probably just above that if you look basin-wide, said Colby Pellegrino, a deputy general manager of the Southern Nevada Water Authority in an executive roundtable in August. To think this problem can just be solved by cities is wrong, she continued. Agriculture has to step up to the table. Jonathan comes from a long line of western Colorado farmers, and his instinctive reaction to this kind of talk is, them's fighting words. Upper Basin folks learn early on about first in time, first in right, and that if you don't put all your allotted water on your fields, it'll run downstream to overflow Las Vegas's lavish fountains, the swimming pools of Phoenix, and Hollywood celebrities' private forests. The notion of buying and drying farms so the cities can keep growing is anathema to farmers. 2.6 million acre-feet is the amount of Colorado River water that California's Imperial Irrigation District is expected to consume this year, most of which goes to agriculture. 244,635 acre-feet is the amount of Colorado River water Nevada is expected to consume this year. That's less than half the amount of water that evaporates off Lake Mead each year.
the portion of Utah's Colorado River use consumed by agriculture in 2018 was 75%. Pellegrino has a point. If you want to cut water consumption, you have to tackle the biggest water users. And the biggest user of Colorado River water by far is not lawns, not Vegas golf courses, mostly irrigated by recycled wastewater, not the Bellagio Fountain, not even Kardashian or Stallone. It's agriculture, which historically has accounted for up to 80% of all consumptive use water in the Colorado River Basin. Not only do crops need more water than houses, but in most cases, farmers have senior rights to the bulk of the water. And of all the crops grown in the region, alfalfa and hayfields collectively are the thirstiest. That's not just because alfalfa uses a lot of water, though it does, about 1.5 million gallons per acre per year, rivaled only for thirstiness by almonds and pistachios. It's also because so much of the West agricultural land is devoted to growing alfalfa. Colorado, Utah, and Arizona farmers irrigated about 4.1 million acres of crops in 2017, and nearly half of those acres were in alfalfa. The Colorado River Basin's largest single water consumer is the Imperial Irrigation District in Southern California, which draws some 2.6 million acre-feet from the river each year, nearly all of which goes to crops. About one-third of the district's irrigated acreage is devoted to alfalfa, which annually consumes at least 400,000 acre-feet of Colorado River water, more than Nevada's entire allotment. The amount of water needed annually to irrigate an acre of alfalfa is three to six acre-feet, according to Jonathan. Remember, he comes from a farming family, so he should know. However, only about half this is actually consumed. He reported that there are 3 million acres of irrigated agricultural land in western states, including the Colorado River Basin, planted with alfalfa grown for forage, that is hay, in 2022. He said the value of hay shipped overseas last year from Colorado River Basin states, most of which went to China, Japan, and Saudi Arabia, is $880 million. The following are Jonathan's direct words. If the Rocky Mountains winter snowpack is like a huge reservoir that feeds the Colorado River system, then the alfalfa fields stretching from western Colorado to southern California comprise a sort of anti-reservoir, sucking up a good portion of the water in order to feed beef and dairy cattle in the U.S., China, even Saudi Arabia. 
if you were to stop filling up the alfalfa anti-reservoir or fallow all of the alfalfa fields in the Colorado River Basin, you'd come up with the Bureau's desired cuts and then some fairly quickly. It's simple math, which is not to say doing so would be pretty, painless, politically palatable, or even possible. Buying and drying up small farms in mass would threaten rural economies and cultures. Many farmers grow alfalfa or other hay as a side crop. It's reliable, relatively easy to care for, provides multiple harvests during the long growing season, and gains value during drought. If farmers were forced to get rid of their hay, their operations might no longer be viable, and the cost of beef and dairy products would certainly go up. Gone would be the experience of rolling down the windows on a summer's eve and inhaling the poignant aroma of freshly cut field. Gone the bucolic sight of the long sunset shadows cast by the bales, all replaced by patches of dusty, noxious weed-breeding ground or yet more residential sprawl. Most of us can probably agree that farms should not be dried to allow cities to grow heedlessly or to allow urban folks to water big lawns or enable Kim Kardashian to do whatever the heck she does with all that water. In the past, Phoenix's sprawl has gobbled up citrus groves and cotton fields, and Colorado's front range cities have bought and fallowed distant farms to accommodate houses and lawns. That, too, must stop. The goal here is not to transfer the water from farms to cities, but from farms and cities back to the river itself, or rather, to the rivers, plural. The Klamath River in southern Oregon and northern California is in crisis as well, and the Great Salt Lake is rapidly shrinking. Alfalfa fields are a primary culprit in both cases. So banning alfalfa is not the answer, but piping Mississippi River water over the Rockies or building billion-dollar energy-intensive desalination plants to enable farmers to continue dumping water on hundreds of thousands of acres of cattle fodder is simply insane. It's time for agriculture, and especially big alfalfa, to step up and give up a portion of its water, either by becoming more efficient, switching to less water-intensive crops, or following more fields. The growers will be compensated. Congress just authorized $4 billion in the Inflation Reduction Act for that very purpose. Industrial-scale farmers are currently growing and irrigating some 85,000 acres of alfalfa in California's Imperial Valley. Cover all of that land with solar panels instead, and you'd save desert land from industrialization, generate enough power to replace Glen Canyon Dam's hydroelectricity output 
several times over and maybe even stave off the Colorado River's collapse. I want to thank Jonathan for his analysis. I agree completely with him and hope to meet him in the not-too-distant future. Funds should be available to help states buy water to save the Colorado River Basin. The Colorado Sun reported on August 9, 2022, that the climate change and health care bill includes $4 billion to rent, buy, or save water that could go a long way to help restore the beleaguered Colorado River amid the historic mega drought that the western states are in. This bill was passed by Congress and signed by President Biden on August 16, 2022. So how will the money reach the states and how will it work? Supporters of the drought funding portion of the bill say it will, one, allow river conservation districts, nonprofits, and state water agencies to apply for grants to rent or buy water rights meant to restore flows in the Colorado River and other major western watersheds. Those water rights could be loaned by farmers, ranchers, Native American tribes, or others who want to negotiate. The bill specifies the quantity of water savings should be verifiable. Two, encourage municipal agencies to seek federal money for water conservation, allowing cities to leave more of their river water rights within the watershed. Three, provide grants and other financial assistance toward ecosystem and habitat restoration projects that address issues directly caused by drought in a river basin. And four, avoid spending new federal money on long-shot, much-derided western drought solutions such as pipelines from the Mississippi River or Great Lake states to the west. The money can be used by states and local agencies to temporarily buy farmers' water rights, fund permanent conservation programs like city lawn buy-ups, or negotiate with tribes to keep their water rights in the basin, said Colorado Senator Michael Bennett, who with two other Western senators negotiated for the $4 billion. The West has not been this dry in 1,200 years. The Colorado River is in crisis as a result, and we don't have a plan, and we need to develop one, Bennett said in an interview after passage of the Inflation Reduction Act. I believe very strongly that the federal government has to be there with resources to backstop an agreement. If the states don't leave more water in the river, plummeting water levels at Lake Powell and Lake Mead threaten hydroelectric power and even delivery of the water itself to lower basin cities if levels drop below the intakes. As reported many times, about 40 million people depend on water from the river. Environmental advocates agreed with Bennett that the $4 billion is at least a down payment on preventing that dreaded, quote, dead pool situation in the big reservoirs and providing the basis of a long-term recovery plan 
for the watershed. This is probably not enough to get us all the way to 4 million acre feet or even two, but it certainly puts a large dent in that, said Alex Funk, Director of Water Resources and Senior Counsel at the Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Project. Because Denver, Aurora, and other eastern Colorado cities import Colorado River water, these front-range cities also need to be part of the solution. This is a basin-wide problem, and I think water users in the upper basin need to participate as well. That includes municipalities, Denver Water CEO Jim Lockheed said. Regardless of whether Denver Water seeks any of this money, you'll see an increased emphasis on water use efficiency and conservation. However, reducing water use in the lower basin states of California, Arizona, and Nevada would be the most effective use of the money. We're here because of overuse in the lower basin, Lockheed said. The vast majority of this money needs to be spent in the lower basin. The entire upper basin consumed about 3.5 million acre feet of Colorado River water in 2021, compared with about 10 million acre feet used by the lower basin and Mexico, according to the Bureau of Reclamation numbers compiled by the Upper Colorado River Commission. While $4 billion alone is not enough to buy all the water needed for a 4 million acre foot annual restoration of Colorado River flows, Bennett said Western supporters of the legislation can add in many other pieces as connected climate policy. So this is the status to provide more water to the Colorado River. In the next episodes, we will meet with a farmer to get his impressions on water use. We are also scheduled to interview Rebecca Mitchell, Colorado representative to the Colorado River Basin discussions. That will be interesting, so stay tuned. In the meantime, let's retreat to my favorite mountain stream. See you next time.